baby. We're back. We're back. Both alive. We made it. We made it. It's been like over a year, I think. But Far too long. We're excited to talk about D&D again. Uh, I'm Becky. I'm Desiree. And this is And Then We Fought a Dragon. And Then We Fought a Dragon. This is the podcast in which I tell Des all about the D&D campaigns that I play in, and we make a podcast about it. And yeah. it's a good time, and we miss doing it. So we're excited to be back. Yesterday, I played in campaign one, and I, I told my party that we were going to be recording today and my dm like paused the combat we were in and was like wait what you get inspiration so like she was really excited which is great so I, hi mary i've um, missed everyone so much because yeah. over this year rebecca's gotten to continue on with everyone <laughs> and i've just been not Sorry. haven't heard anything no updates nothing so um it's been sad, but I'm glad we're back. <laughs> we're back. And we're going to chat about campaign two today. Yes. So campaign two, I'll, I'll give you a reminder of who the characters are because it's been so long. Um, campaign two, there's six of us. So there's Glenn, who is a human artificer, who's kind of like mechanics and stuff. He invents things. There's Mako, who is a Triton paladin. Nathaniel, who is a human question mark, warlock. Um, <laughs> Sumi, who is so a relatable. human question mark, monk. <laughs> we don't know yet. Uh, Viper, who is a tabaxi rogue. And me, Brenna, who is a changeling human, question mark, bard. And uh, together we all go on adventures. Yes. Yeah, so I will let Des kind of catch us up on what we can remember from the last time we podcasted. Yeah. And uh, then we will carry on with that storyline. Well, I was looking at my notes, yeah. and they're quite primitive. So Love it. when you're in the flow of things, it all makes <laughs> sense. When you've had such a long break, it is alarming. That's to... what makes it so funny, though, because <laughs> yeah. we're like, what? did that mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> trying to decipher whatever code and also my notes are amongst well i can if you're watching yeah i won't show everything but this is what they look nice like doodles. and um so it's just really hard to figure out but essentially the things that stand out the most in the last notes taken um is what i'm gathering there was a lot of like information gathering yeah. and just trying to figure yourselves out before you go you're you have a destination in mind yeah and you're uh gathering at i don't know i had a place i think maybe i didn't we're in shinusa or Scarbia, both. One's a continent, one's a city. I always get confused. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I never, I never um, write down the places because yeah. when you write them down and you don't know, it's, it just gets more confusing. Yeah. But I just have a lot of kind of descriptive, like, words. Like, what, yeah. what, oh, it literally says, what do at the den? So, what does well, that even mean? I know what the den is, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the den is where we're going. 
Yes. So we have no plan for what we do there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it makes sense when it makes yeah. sense, but it really doesn't until you get there. Um, I have land boat. Yeah. I remember that part. Kind that was of. a great moment. Um, uh, I just have, it's just, it's a big scribble and then it says yeah. rough night. So I think I was trying to be like, like things were bad. It was a rough night. Bad times. <laughs> yeah. And then if I recall correctly, there was a bug issue because we're in the jungle. Okay. The well, yeah, bad. it's, there was, I have like jungle, it says jungle people, all these yeah. other things, but it kind of, I'm trying to pick up those strongest yeah. words, but yeah, jungle people, rough night, um, sick and tired. And then it just has a bunch of things that relate to dinosaur dinosaur encounter <laughs> dawn of the dinosaurs t-rex time and those are circled so that was the major yeah. uh, that and, was the unexpected bit yes exactly and that's where we left off you battled you had an encounter you battled and then it was what happens Which next time lying on the road right now that's <laughs> what's happening yeah in my mind that's what you guys have been doing for a year <laughs> And I'm just like saying that T-Rex didn't come back. I'm, I'm just hoping. Like I hope someone got some gumption on us. Hope they rallied, but I wouldn't know. So, <laughs> yay! Today I get to find out. We'll find out. Yeah. So uh, I will elaborate on some of those notes for some context. So we're we've sailed from the main continent we were at to the continent of Shinusa because we've been given the task of finding this guy, Salbane, and this um, girl who's one of like the powerful family's daughters, Elnora. The two of them have gone missing. And based on what we've deciphered, they're probably on this continent and have been kidnapped by a group of Yanti. Yes. And we're basically trying to rescue them. So we're plunging into the jungle. Those are the snake people, right? Yeah, the Yanti are the snake people. Then I remember them very, very vividly because I had such a not right picture of what they are. (laughs) Salamander? To me, they were like little newts. They are not. (laughs) No. Well, not little. I was imagining like scary, intimidating, bad guy, but like newts. Like, well, there's these newts but they're very snake like but they have yeah. little tiny hands <laughs> that's not the situation here we've got big muscly snakes who are kidnapping people yeah so we uh went into the jungle with our our land boat we rigged up a cart for our boat and encountered a t-rex which kind of did us dirty and we survived by hiding while it ran away. Yeah. And uh, that's where we pick up today. So here we go. Here we yeah. go. Uh, thankfully, our boat was not damaged too much in the encounter with the T-Rex. And we were able to fix it pretty quickly and continue on and uh, heal ourselves up a little bit so that we weren't dying in uh, the middle of the jungle. And as we were traveling along the road, we kind of could see this individual walking along the road further up that we were kind of going along with, like they're going the same direction as us. Mm-hmm. They're like wearing a cloak and they're very tall and kind of broad and muscular. And they're dragging a small dinosaur behind them, kind of like a ranger with a stag kind of thing. Uh, they clearly Stags are huge. 
okay, well, like over their shoulder or something, but they're they're carrying this dinosaur like it's a little deer. Okay. Yeah, just go thinking a small puppy. They're but... really big. They're like almost seven feet tall. So context wise, it's, it's okay. It's a small dinosaur for them, big dinosaur for us, probably. Um, but they kind of slow down as we're getting close and we see them kind of be like Ugh. and like as if they're not impressed that we're stopping to talk to them. And uh he kind of tosses the dinosaur aside, gets ready to draw his sword as if he's expecting to have to fight us and we're like no 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 we're friendly we're tourists actually you don't have to fight us and he's kind of just like looks us over and rises we're very much not a threat we're a rather <laughs> higgledy piggledy group of people so he's like okay fine I won't kill you all and uh, we start talking with him a little bit and kind of getting a gauge for how far into the jungle we are based on where we're heading to. And uh, he gives us like, you know, a few days from this place, a few days from this place kind of thing. And um, we're about three to four days from the last city that will hit before it's just jungle. Okay. We're having to go through the jungle in that part to find where we're aiming for with the auntie. So like the road ends. We're going to be off-roading it at that point in three to four days or so. So we're like, okay. Oh, okay. And uh, he's from a nearby town, actually. He's only about half a day away. So we offer him a ride because we're going the same way. So he jumps in the, the land boat with us with his dinosaur. <laughs> so we're all just really cozy in the land boat right now. And uh, we head over to his town, Musaka. Muswaka? I don't know how to pronounce it. It was a year ago. So I'm just reading. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it's a walled druid village um, that is kind of, you know, healery naturey people. So that's kind of cool. And apparently, Yanti are not allowed in there. They get killed on site. So that's good. We don't want to have to encounter any Yanti while we're here. Ew. So as we arrive, he asks if we're continuing on or if we're coming into town and we decide like maybe it would be valuable to buy like a healer's kit or something seeing anything we just (laughs) bought a (laughs) t-rex and um he's like yeah well we we can get you a healer's kit so he gives us the name of someone to like check in with and buy some stuff and warns us that money is not the thing here it's going to be trade for items or food or something and Glenn mentions that we have some arrows with us. And he's like, yeah, arrows will get you pretty far. Those are going to be valuable here. So we we head into the town. Sorry, I'm fiddling with dice and throwing them around. Mm-hmm. Um, we head into the town and go into like this kind of market tent that he pointed out to us. And this lady approaches us and is able to sell us a healer's kit and some, some bug spray, which is good because... <laughs> Earlier in our journey, the bugs, like, essentially poisoned us. So we need some bug salve or we're all going to die from the bug. (laughs) And we trade her the arrows for that. So that was great. And, oh, yeah. But when he got into the village and we parted ways with him, as a thank you for giving him a ride, he gave us a haunch of his dinosaur. So we have a haunch of dinosaur meat now. And we're like... We're in a hot, humid jungle, and this is a lot of meat. Maybe we should salt the meat. 
but none of us know how to do that. <laughs> so we asked the lady who's running the market if we can buy salt from her. And she's like, yeah, sure. You can buy salt from me. And we're like, thanks. Thanks for the salt. Can you show us how to salt this dinosaur leg so that we can keep it? And she's like, what did you need? Okay. Wouldn't you need so much salt? So much salt. It was like three pounds of salt. It was a ton of salt. But she helped us salt the dinosaur leg, which was going to give us enough food for like three or four days for all six of us. So it was worth it. Worth it. (laughs) Um, And then after that, we left town. And uh, we're just kind of carrying on. Had Had a quick encounter with a giant monkey that Nathaniel killed and in true Nathaniel fashion then sucked its soul because that's what Nathaniel does. So as we were leaving, we are like, Nathaniel, why did you suck soul? Oh yeah, didn't he do that? Like for the first time and everyone was like, maybe we'll come back to that. We're gonna, I'm gonna wrap around. Yeah. We're, gonna we're gonna wrap around. around. <laughs> we're wrapping around. But but no one said anything. You just no. This is the first time that we're like, you know what? We need to talk about this. <laughs> Actually, I am concerned. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's not his choice. <laughs> so no. that's not any less concerning than it How was. How could it get worse? Wow. Yeah. So we're like, wait, does that mean you could do it to us? And he's like, no, it's only when he kills things that he's not planning on killing any of us. So, great. <laughs> okay. Planning is the key word here. Yeah. Or killing. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> and then we're like, wait, what happens to the souls that you suck? Do they, like, go to this world's equivalent of heaven or hell? Do they just disappear into the nether? What happens to them? And he's like, guys, I don't, I literally don't know anything. And we're like, maybe you should figure it out. This seems (laughs) concerning. Does he know what's happening? Oh, he's well aware it's happening. And he's just like, he gets a little power boost from it. So he's like, this must be fine. (laughs) And Sumi and I. You guys can't, you guys can't do this. Yeah. As well? Okay, I'm the only one. Yeah. So... (laughs) At that point, it was getting late, so we, we pulled over to set up for the night, and as we're, we're cuddling into our bags, we're like, back to talk therapy, Nathaniel. Okay, so we've tackled... No, I really want to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, really, though? Why? And he just, like, would not give us any answers about the involuntary soul-sucking, so Sumi and I are concerned, but what can we do? He won't look into it. So we're like, cool. Literally <laughs> nothing. Just stay alive. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him kill you. Okay. <laughs> Avoid Nathaniel. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so the next morning, we wake up. None of us have been killed by Nathaniel in the night. And we hit the road and keep going and see something like coming towards us very far away down the road. And as we get closer, we see that it is a very large ginormous tortoise shell with no head just a door and shell portions removed to create windows and glass does this sound at all familiar to you from something we've encountered before a long 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 time ago for you but only a couple days ago in game it's yolanda's hut the evil witch lady who 
we were super freaked out to encounter. I don't remember her at all. She's the one who cured Mako from the plague. Oh, and she was like the only person who would do it. Yeah. No one else would even. And she like wanted a really intense trade for it. And all of us were like, "Mm, bad vibes, bad vibes. Oh, don't you have to kill somebody? Yeah. Okay. I do remember. Yeah. I remember. It's Yolanda's hut. In the middle of the jungle. How did it get there? How did it get there? And then the tortoise just like sits down in the middle of the road. And the door opens. And Glenn and I are like, no. (laughs) No, thank you. And uh, we're not going in there. Uh, But the other four are like, yes, we're being summoned. And all go inside. And about 20 minutes later, the door comes back open and Sumi like bolts out, not looking like she's feeling very well, kind of followed meanderingly by the other three. And apparently Yolanda made them eat slugs as insurance to make sure that they do what she asked, kill Trito, uh, and don't leave the continent because she's mad that we went so far out of town before killing her guy. And these slugs are essentially little ticking time bombs in their bellies that will just explode if they leave the continent without killing Trito. I feel like this is Nathaniel's fault. With her in the first place. <laughs> Nathaniel is voluntarily, involuntarily doing too many things. And now he's bringing everyone else along yeah. with it. So I'm glad I didn't go inside and eat a slug. So four of the six are slug infested. Yeah. Only Glenn and I do not have slugs in our guts right now. Okay. And Sumi like straight up throws up and the slug does not come back out. Oh, slugs no. are just in there. Staying put. Cling on for <laughs> yeah. life. They're, they're magic slugs. And apparently Yolanda will remove them when Trito has been killed. Well, if um, you guys would have kept all that salt instead of salting your <laughs> dinosaur you could have just eaten about the bad salt. salt and just burned the insides of I yourselves. wonder what would have happened they probably have just exploded and then everyone would have died and Glenn and I would have been stuck in the jungle <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if you're like no no this will for sure work and then do it guys do it oh no <laughs> your, your characters are just like um Glenn and I are the healers, though, so maybe we could fix it. Yeah, you just puzzle piecing back together all of your your group. Oh, no. <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone has mixed match body parts. How would Nathaniel suck the other's souls if his soul was also exploded? All, all of a sudden, they're back together, and then the next person that anyone kills, all of a sudden, everyone's sucking souls. They're like, how did I get this part of you? <laughs> oh, no. They just turned into Patrick people. <laughs> it's like multiple Frankensteins. <laughs> Four Frankensteins in the group. Yeah, so thankfully that didn't happen. <laughs> Phew. I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> but you guys do still have a slug situation. Yeah. Which was really inconvenient down the road because we wanted to travel somewhere by water. And we're like, mm, that involves leaving the continent. <laughs> Bats. <laughs> so becomes a thorn in our side later. But anyway, we just decide, okay, we'll, ca- we'll carry on our way. And 
kill the Oni later. Because, um, you know, we decided sl- saving people from slavers was probably priority as opposed to killing the witch's personal nemesis. Um, but yeah, we carry on. Got a few <laughs> minor fights or and little like encounters with harmless creatures and stuff. And as we travel, the terrain's starting to get more mountainy. We are, we're still in the jungle, but it is becoming rockier and stuff. And sometimes the path is like right on the edge of a cliff for the ocean, like right at the edge of the continent now. And uh, the roads still seem pretty well traveled, thankfully. So we're not like blazing our own trail at this point. And we do see slither marks occasionally. Yeah. We're catching up to the auntie. And some of our party are able to do some survival checks to determine that we do seem to be catching up on them before they were like, Four days ahead of us. Now there may be like two days ahead of us. So that's good. We want to get there as soon as possible. And uh, that night we decide like, let's pillow talk with Sumi. It went so well with Nathaniel last night. And we chat with her about her little, her little familiar creature, her little, her pet, essentially, Shauna, who can shapeshift. Oh, right. I was going to say that yeah. it can shapeshift, right? Yeah. So okay. we've seen it be... A badger and an owl. I cannot for the life of me remember what it is when she's water element. But it will, like, change to match whatever element she is controlling that day. Because she has three elements. She can do water, earth, and air right now. But she hasn't learned fire yet. And when she learns fire, Ashana will learn a fourth form, which is kind of cool. And. She learned them at the monastery, but the fire teacher left before she could learn fire. And no one's been able to find him. Like other students before her have been tracking him for ages and no one can find him except he seems to have been at the fighting pits in Scarvia two weeks ago because his name was on the victor's board. She was looking at it when we were there. So we're like, maybe he's on this continent. So she's hoping to find him when we get back to town after we've dealt with all this. And then you guys have a, so much to do. I know. We're busy <laughs> people just hanging out in the jungle. So that was kind of cool. That was a more productive pillow talk than the night yeah. before. Enjoyed that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next morning we keep going, keep going. And uh, as the afternoon happens, we notice some like large flying creatures circling above us. And hmm. we're like, Mm, do we run? Do we hide? There's like eight of them. We probably shouldn't fight them. And we decide, let's just bolt out of this more open area and try to get some cover. So we speed up and three of them, sure enough, break off and come land on the road ahead of us. And they are these like giant winged reptile creatures. Cough, pterodactyls, cough. Um, I was like, dragons? <laughs> no, not dragons. <laughs> that may be later, but yeah. they're like pterodactyl creatures, but really big. And uh, they call for us to stop and demand that we pay a toll to cross the ridge because it's their ridge and we're trespassing, apparently. And we're like, guys, you can't own a ridge. So we, we try and negotiate with them, but they're like, no, we want 60 gold or we're going to kill you, basically. Didn't like, you start this with, like, no money? We're pretty poor. Yeah. Wasn't that, like, a thing where you're, yeah. you're like, we have nothing, so I hope we just make it. Yeah, minimal okay. money. So uh, <laughs> we do have enough for the toll, and we decide we can't fight eight pterodactyl creatures, so we pay it, and then we ask them 
hey, when did the the Yanti last pass by? <laughs> Seeing as you're keeping watch over here, and they're like, give us more gold. <laughs> so we give them more gold, and apparently they passed by last night. So we've caught we're we're quite close now, which is great. We're catching up. Hopefully we'll make it there before you know our friends have been murdered. Um, that would be ideal because you still don't even know if they are alive. We don't know at if all. they're alive. Yeah, we're just hoping. You're just traveling on wishes and prayers at this point. Yeah, hopes and dreams. <laughs> family so we carry on spurred by those hopes and dreams and begin to see the city catacot which is the last city like where the road ends in the distance and um it's this big walled city and as we get arrive and get inside the city it's a lot of like rangery type people like hunters fighters mostly and some of them have like big domesticated uh giant animals like large cats and things yeah. or even small dinosaurs or like big lizard creatures that they use as mounts and this stuff world kind of cool oh hodgepodge so cool <laughs> uh so we stable our our boat and our mount and kind of go to the nearest tavern to see what we can see and what we can learn because obviously we have to continue into the the wilds after this and maybe these people can give us some tips and tricks before we just wander our way into the deadly jungle which you have been doing which we've been doing but we've been doing on a road yes we will be doing just in the jungle (laughs) where there's no flavors everywhere so (laughs) probably good um but yeah we we find a table it's this big kind of cabiny type atmosphere hunting decor big open fire the whole vibe and uh, viper decides he's gonna go talk to the bartender and ask about the yanti and so we just all kind of like watch him walk over and start talking to her and it becomes clear pretty quickly the conversation's not going very well <laughs> i was literally gonna say hey, do you guys do things on your i think everyone should have a buddy and you should talk it out first well but- we noticed struggling and then Brenna's like I got this guys okay and if we learned anything from the last time Viper and Brenna tried to have a conversation with someone together it's that they should not be buddied together because they do not do it very well well it's funny but not always very effective (laughs) so we went to go help good I'm glad you learned your lesson yeah thanks Thanks. Uh, we did. We did get some information from the bartender. She said, "Don't go further into the jungle. That would be a bad idea." And we're like, "Okay, thanks. We have to though." Um, apparently, the Yanti go through, and they like get to this point, and then leave their transport vehicles and stuff, and go the rest of the way by foot slash slither or whatever. And um, so it's going to be on foot from here on out. We won't be able to bring our land boat anymore which is will slow us down a little bit but you know a group arrived this morning apparently and they've already headed off into the jungle but like we're in the same kind of 12 hour period at this point so we're getting close that's a good sign and some of the yanti from that group are actually like at a table in the back corner because they're heading back to to go carry on their trade and 
that's all the information we get from her. So Viper's like, hmm, hmm, interesting. I'm going to go to the bathroom and disappears. <laughs> and then comes back to our table and is like, hey, guys, I found this really expensive gem in the bathroom. Maybe we could use it to buy, like, some mounts or something to get through the jungle. And Sumi is a little suspicious that Viper did not, in fact, find the valuable gem in the bathroom, but might, in fact, have a stash of valuable gems on him that could be being used to pay for things that we're struggling to pay for. I thought it was like a pickpocket situation. I mean, that maybe that as well, but the suspicion is he has more. Okay. Yeah, but he vehemently denies it, so we're just kind of squinty-eyeing him a little bit. But we decide, hey, maybe let's, like, eavesdrop on those Yanti in the corner. Maybe they'll say something that's interesting to know. So kind of tucked away where no one can see, Brenna casts invisibility on Viper, and he just, like, kind of goes and hangs out near them and eavesdrops for, like, 20 minutes. But shockingly... They don't say anything useful because they're basically having a beer after work and aren't, in fact, going, so our evil plans are just... <laughs> so that didn't really go anywhere, but we tried. I like the practicality acknowledgement, though. Like, it's yeah. just not really... It's it's not always going to work out how you no. want it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were a little bummed, but like, okay, fair. That tracks. Fine. Oh, so we gave up on that. And in the meantime, Glenn went up to the bar to ask for directions, because that seems like a thing Viper and I maybe could have asked about. Um, But Glenn's like, you know what, I'll be the practical person here. And went to get directions to Serpent's Eye. (laughs) So obvious. Why didn't you ask for directions? (laughs) Right? Glenn, good thing he's here. So he gets directions to Serpent's Eye, which is where we're going. This is like kind of the the Yanti's big temple in the jungle here where they kind of go and meet. Every time. I'm like from the very <laughs> beginning, I've been so ill. And every time you mention them, I just get more and more scared. They're creepy. And um, as Glenn is getting directions, Viper kind of comes up to the bar too and approaches this like larger scarred guy who's like clearly been in some fights uh who's at the bar as well and is wearing like a necklace of trophy like claws and various things from fights that he's been in and starts chatting with him zooms not for anymore so we're splitting this up into multiple calls and recording this time if we hadn't had to split it up because of zoom we wouldn't have recorded video the whole time so you know what it's actually a good thing zooms not free anymore because now we're recording video. Well, it's not because it's ridiculous. But Crap I mean, I acknowledge, I acknowledge the positivity. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, but whatever. It is. But yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> capitalism is the big bad evil guy. Continuing. Look, how far are they gonna go? As far as they can. Before we all revolt. I mean, we're gonna have to like screen record like yeah. a FaceTime call. <laughs> that's not gonna be good Vive <laughs> revolution at, at this point I'm ready let's do it eat the rich anyway let's take a turn <laughs> back to the D&D game um, yeah so Viper's chatting with this dude who looks like he's been in some fights and done some hunting and maybe has been in the jungle so this guy's name is Shepard 
And he's there with his friend. Such a oh. gentle name. Isn't it? When that was his name, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I like this guy immediately. <laughs> uh, so Shepard is there with his friend Paolo, and they're very clearly hunters. And Viper asks for some advice for, like, hunting Yanti and, like, getting in and out of Serpent's Eye. Because we know there's going to be a lot of them there. And Ugh, we've so scared Yanti before, but, like, it's not easy. So Shepard points out that Mako's going to need quieter armor. Mako has heavy armor, which makes a lot of noise. It gives him <laughs> disadvantage on stealth checks, which means he rolls 2d20s and takes the lower one purely because of the armor he's wearing. So he's like, yeah, that guy needs to be quieter. And you could basically all use magic to make you all quieter. That would be helpful. Because you're going to need to be quiet. I've like, never okay. related to something more in my first. life. <laughs> Keeping it real. Thanks, dude. <laughs> if only. Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> we all need left Shepherd. the house every day. Well, that's not even true. It's such a weird, like, not to go on a tangent, but it's weird yeah. to be the person who, like, when you're comfortable, you're way too loud. And then yeah. when you're uncomfortable, you can barely get a sentence out it's just not productive yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways spitting facts yeah <laughs> we won't take it the wrong way but he does offer to meet us the next morning and is like hey i can get you a map of serpent's eye like oh. the actual fort and we're like that would be useful so viper <laughs> buys the two of them an ale and we're like we will meet you tomorrow morning thank you that is probably the most useful thing yeah excellent so we said we decide hey let's not pay for rooms in our last night in civilization let's head outside of town i'll pop the tiny hut and we can all sleep on the ground hold on tiny hut you i have this magic spell where basically i make a bubble that can fit eight humanoids in it okay but don't you also have this in your other no kaylin doesn't have a tiny hut who has a little bubble thing? Brenna. No, no. Someone in the other... Not to cross reference. Who else has a bubble? You definitely have a bubble because when, like, the pink guy or whatever, you're in yeah. whatever in that place. Yeah. Somebody had a little bubble thing and I was making jokes about it because I thought it was so funny. Someone has a bubble in that world, too. Okay, it's fine, though. It might have been one of the bad guys. No, no, no. I'll have to check back in my notes for that one. You guys were definitely living in a little... Because, hold on, maybe I'm mixing up worlds. Okay, there's another world where you have to go in this place and you have to go into something. Also, maybe this was a dream I had. No, 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 I'm sure of it. Okay, because there was... No, no, no. I can't we'll have remember. To check notes for campaign one. <laughs> yeah. We'll go back for campaign one. But anyway, bubble. We're in the bubble. We have a long rest. Tomorrow, we're gonna go to Serpent's Eye. And hopefully, Salvain and Elnora are alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the next morning... Viper's like, hey, I've got this magic cloak. Mako, you should wear it. It will make you quieter because you're too noisy. <laughs> so Mako's like, thanks, bro, and puts on the magic cloak. We get, you know, our daily bug salve on, and we head to go meet Shepard. And they're waiting at a table, and Viper kind of introduces the rest of us because Viper's the only one who actually met them yesterday. They were just sass-talking us 
while we were sitting at our table, which, okay. So Shepard kind of gives us these reminders for like, okay, you're going to Serpent's Eye. Stealth is key. There could be literally over 500 Yanti in this stronghold. Do not kick in the front door. Do not engage more than necessary. Do not be seen. Get in and out as fast as possible. Any distraction should be away from yourselves. And he lets us know that the Yanti worship at sunrise and sunset, which means most of them will be like inside their temple at those times. And that's probably when we should try and do anything that we need to. Sunset is a longer service. So that's a good time to take advantage of. However, Yanti have excellent night vision. So once the sun sets, half our party doesn't have night vision. So we'll be in trouble. We've just got to do what we can. <laughs> and he gives us a map of the Serpent's Eye Temple, which is They're great. so scary sounding. So scary. When, when our DM was telling us this, we were like, wait, 500? I'm sorry, what? Like you can't even try to. No. If we try to fight, we die. Immediately. So, Immediately. So we were really scared, at, like genuinely scared at this point. <laughs> in and out of character. <laughs> so yeah, Shepard yeah. gives us this map. And um, because I think, if I'm remembering correctly, Paolo has like an animal familiar that, similar to how Viper uses the eyes of his raven... Paolo can use the eyes of his creature as well or like turn into a bird or something. So they've kind of scouted this area before and know a little bit of the patrolling habits a little bit. So they give us some hints about like where is more heavily patrolled and whatnot. We could go along the top of the wall for the fort. It would be faster, but of course we'd be more easily seen up there, things like that. They suggest we don't buy mounts. It would be faster, but it would be noisier. And again, sneaking is key we need to be quiet so going on foot is probably best however we can't return to Catacot, the city that we're in after we've got elnor and salbane if they're there we're just gonna have to keep going because we'll have broken their truce with the yanti to not kill each other they have because they share a border they have a truce not to kill each other and we're not going to be able to come back in town or we'll start a war. So once we get them, we're going to be running for days. And you don't know where. Well, we can go back to where we came from, like Moussaka. But that's like a roundabout. Which is like three or four days away. And we have to avoid the main roads because the Yanti are going to be chasing us. Once they find out we've taken some of their slaves. And if they see us, them. they will hunt us forever and so we were like mm, okay well maybe we could come back and get our boat we could hide our boat here and then viper's like you know tall trees is about a day away which is a nearby tabaxi village we could go shelter there and we're all like i thought you're super scared of heights because when fang the other tabaxi that we met in scarbia asked you if you were from Tall Trees, you said no. And he's like, yeah, I um, have, we should go to Tall Trees. And doesn't expand on that further. And we're like, okay, we don't have time to figure that out. Sure, Tall Trees sounds great. It's only a day away. 
we'll figure out what, what you're talking about when we get there. So we can go to this tabaxi village and should be safe there. Apparently, they all live up in the trees in like tree forts and the Yanti can't get up there. So that'll be okay. Viper. Yeah. So we decided we're going to do that. Shepard and Paula were like, yeah, that seems like it would work. Good luck, y'all. Two-day walk. You can do it. And uh, we start heading out of town. If you aren't watching, yeah. sorry, I'm not <laughs> making any noise. Just there's so much information. and I'm so confused. And also, everyone has way too many secrets. Uh, many secrets. Which is why the pillow talk was important. We wanted to start unpacking some people's secrets we have not some everyone needs to hold hands and just get it out this is ridiculous and i'm so confused and there's so much anticipation and i'm so afraid so afraid but don't worry we're gonna finish this arc in this episode so you won't be left on suspense too much okay probably maybe (laughs) we travel through the jungle heading towards the Yanti stronghold. We have to battle some sentient jungle vines, some giant wasps, and end up spending a morning just walking in a circle accidentally. So that was unfortunate. Um, but we're mostly going in the right direction. The second day of travel, we start to like encounter some roving Yanti in the jungle and have to like stop and hide occasionally. None notice us, so we're doing okay with stealth so far. How do you know that they definitely haven't noticed you? Like, what if they they just aren't letting you know that they've noticed you? What? They would have killed us. But, like, what if their plan is to pretend like they don't know you're there, then just... I guess maybe it is. The ones that we saw in the kind of outskirts area are what our DM described as, like, the more animalistic ones. They're less, like, sentient. They're more snake-like. So they're probably not intelligent enough to strategize. I hate them. Yeah, they're pretty horrible. Don't worry, we're almost done with these. I didn't even know. Look, I am not afraid of snakes at all. It's not because (laughs) it's like snakes. I'm so triggered by this type of creature. Spooky. Can you? Okay, one last question. Can you like? roll for like detection or roll for like did you get away with it we can roll insight which sort of would be basically checking like are they pretending not to have noticed kind of thing yeah okay i can't remember if we would have or not i just want to know like how in depth you could possibly try to figure out if you're getting away with your plan yeah insight yeah yeah keep going super gross So uh, as the afternoon starts growing late, we start to see stone walls among the jungle trees. And uh, it's time to be super stealthy. However, Viper stumbles into Brenna, who then falls onto a branch Hmm. and cracks it. And some nearby Yanti start heading over to investigate. So Viper, like, dives into the mud and starts covering himself in mud and lies really still. And Brenna, I have a cloak of many fashions, which I can turn to look whatever I like. So I'm like, boom, camo cloak and like whip it over myself and just lie super still. Like if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings when Sam and Frodo pull their cloak over themselves and pretend to be a rock near the Black Gate. Yes. Essentially, that's what Brenna was doing. And it worked. I remember the first time I watched that. that. 
it was pretty cool. I've always wanted one of those cloaks. So I made a D&D character who has one. <laughs> and it worked. So we were able to keep moving on. And we decided rather than like enter the fort and go through the fort, we would go around because having looked at the map, we sort of had a suspicion of which building the slaves were being kept on. This was purely gut instinct. We had nothing to go off of other than its proximity to the temple and the exit. I feel like a lot of this has been that. <laughs> yeah. So we're just like, we're going to aim for that one. So we went around the outside to approximately where we think that building is on the other <laughs> side. And um, we can tell like sunset's coming. The, the guards over top are starting to decrease. Viper sends his bird up to look around. They're starting to go to the temple for their, their service or whatever. And there's not very many guards left around, which is good, which is good. So Sumi starts to, because she's an earthbender today, to dig a tunnel under the wall Took longer than we wanted it to, but but worked in the end. She earthbends this tunnel. Viper got kind of impatient while she was doing it and scaled the wall with a rope and pulled Mako up as well. And a guard noticed them up on the wall as Shepard and Pablo said that they would. So that was unfortunate, but they managed to kill him before he was able to call out. So that was good. There was like three people. I think Nathaniel did it as well. Like, Mako, Viper, and Nathaniel all shot this guy immediately. And he just, like, like, immediately fell. So it was a pretty epic moment. On the outside or on the inside? He fell right on the wall. Because it's a wide oh. enough wall that they can okay. walk on it patrolling. So Viper kind of shoved him over the outside of the wall. And then made an illusion version of him just standing there. So that okay. the other guards would be like, oh, he's over there. And just keep going and not get suspicious. So that was Impressive. a pretty good idea. Yeah. 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 So we, we get inside, the rest of us go through the tunnel and start poking around the building and going to the door of it and head on into the one that we think it is. And we, we head through the hallway kind of thing. And the first room we hit, there's a room with holding cells and slaves in it. So we picked the right building purely oh. on logic. Who knew we had that much logic in us? You guys have like intuition? Um, we didn't roll for it, if that's what you're asking. It was but like our gut instinct. Yeah, but like, can you have like intuition? Um, probably. That okay. might be insight to a certain, it would depend on what it is as well. Like you could have perception or history or insight. So like it could be a history check to be like, what do you know about situations like this that would guide but that's your, not intuition. Your, it, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do with rolling. It would probably. Become <laughs> I'm so glad you're like, playing and I'm not. I would yeah. be a nightmare. But the thing is, as a player, you can sort of just decide this is my character's intuition as well. So you don't necessarily have to roll for every single decision. I know, but I love rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. It on your DM. Maybe they would accommodate it. <laughs> So we had in, there's about 15 or so slaves and only two guards. So okay. we managed to take out those two guards before they can call any others over to them. And we look around and Salbane and Elnora aren't there. Mm. But the hallway continues. Mm. So we keep going down the hallway and there's definitely a larger room 
off to the side. And it sounds like there's a lot of people in there. It also sounds like there's more guards in there. Also, it's dark in there because Yanti have dark vision, so they don't need torches. And why would they give their slaves light? However, not all of us have dark vision, so that's really unfortunate for us. But Sumi and Viper stealth closer. I just saw myself. Sorry. <laughs> Once okay. again, if you're watching. <laughs> She's really into the story, guys. I'm not paying attention to my <laughs> facial features and I licked a little gremlin like, okay, continue. <laughs> Sumi and Viper stealth into the door because they're both pretty quiet. There's three guards and like almost 60 captives in there. So Eleanor and Selbane could still be here. That would be good. Um... Nathaniel and Mako and Viper decide to stealth into the room to try to like sneak attack one of the guards and bring them down because they have dark vision so they can see. However, Nathaniel and Mako stumble in the dark so the stealth doesn't work and the guards know we're there and now we're fighting for our lives. <laughs> so one of the guards has magic or maybe all of them have magic, I don't know, and casts like a big bunch of darkness magical darkness in the entryway and magical darkness not even dark vision can see through so now no one can see into the room at all we're just like moving blind and the others are trying to like fight the, the three that went through are trying to fight the guards still because they got past the darkness but Brenna can't she's just like feeling through the doorway because she can't see anything she doesn't have dark vision and I get through and I'm like immediately guard right in front of me basically which is bad and all of the others this one guard is bolting for the doorway on the other side and like all five of the others go to go attack him and so I'm left alone on this side of the room with this one yanti all by myself and I got attacked and grappled which means I can't move it's like holding me and within one attack I'm already like at super low health like almost unconscious and um glenn kind of notices and comes over to that side as well i managed to activate our drift globe which is a magical light source so good we can all see now that's At good least there's that mm -hmm. and healed myself a bit which was good glenn then decides to cast heat metal on the bracelets that the yanti is wearing that's holding me to like mm -hmm. try and hurt it so it lets go of me basically um but it just like keeps holding me tighter and is getting really angry at Glenn and decides to crush Brenna's throat and <laughs> knock her unconscious and then hit her again, which is what's called an insta-crit, which means when you go unconscious, you have three death saves that you roll. So whatever, either your first three saves or your first three fails will determine if you come back to consciousness or if you like die, die. Mm -hmm. When they hit you, when you're unconscious, you immediately fail too. Mm -hmm. So you only have one more roll to decide if you live or die. Basically. Mm -hmm. So I'm at two fails now. And uh, then I wake up and Glenn has healed me and had released the heat metal spell on the auntie, meaning she let me go and went to go attack some of the others. So I'm back alive, which was really close. Mm -hmm. I'm still not very healthy. We do more fighting. I get knocked unconscious 
again because I wasn't very healthy to begin with. And then I wake up to Mako healing me. Just thank you, boys. Thank you for keeping me alive. And um, in the time that I'm unconscious, they've managed to kill all three guards. Is everyone else struggling as much as you? Oh, yeah. I was the only one that went unconscious, I think. But yeah, everyone was getting pretty low health they were but also I was kind of abandoned on one side of the room (laughs) yeah so I got hit more than everybody else today all the other hits were like divided among them and Mm -hmm. then I got like all the hits on myself so it was a little skewed for there but now all the guards are dead so we start searching this room for Salvain and Elnora and we find them they're sitting together okay not looking very well because they've been captives for weeks and Salbane is missing a leg, <laughs> which is going to make running away for days really hard. What about all the other people who are captured? We had to, we had to just be like, guys, we've killed your guards. Do what you will. Because if we stay, they just kill all of us, including all of the captives. Okay. So, so back I, to your one-legged yeah. friend. So we, we undo their their handcuffs kind of thing and let them know that Cassandra has sent us. She's our contact in the main city that we're from and knows both of them. And Sumi and Mako, who are the strongest out of all of us, start carrying Salvain and Eleonora because they're both very weak. And now we have to just run. It's time to go. So we're planning on stealthing out the gate nearest to this building, which is like the far side we came from this direction. We're now over here, exiting out a gate that way. Mm-hmm. And there's one more room between us and the door of this building, which has six guards in it. And we're like, guys, we can't fight them. We just need to run. And Mac was like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> my favorite spell. Can I use my favorite spell now? Can I do a fog cloud? <laughs> he's got this spell that he's always trying to convince us will be useful in fights. Where he just creates a giant fog cloud. And we're like, you know what, Mako? Do it. <laughs> so we, he creates a giant fog cloud in the room. And we just bolt through. Because they can't see us. So they can't attack us while we're running. And we just run out. They, of course, start chasing us. But we're, like, firing range spells and stuff after them. And we're, we are starting to lose stealth, though, as we're running. And we're not able to go fast enough while carrying both of them. So Salbane stops us and he's like, guys, get Elnora home. Just leave me here. And we're like, no, Salbane, we can't leave you here. And especially because Sumi had talked to like his girlfriend, the elven princess back in town and like promised to bring him back. And we're like, no, we can't leave you. And so he ignores us emotional girls and uh, summons this key from a pocket dimension and gives it to us and is like, okay, there's this box in my house. We have this box with us because we snooped his house before we left. Um, but there's this box in my house and this key will open it. There's a letter for the elven princess. Please deliver it to a, her for me. There's also money. You can have the money. I don't care. And then he asks Didn't you guys take that money already? Yeah. No, we didn't get the box open. Oh, right. the box but- is super trapped. Didn't you, like, know there was money in it? Yeah. You knew what was... That's okay. why we have the box with Yeah, us. okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's also a letter there, which we've been asked to deliver. And then he asks for a sword, which is given to him and starts hobbling back to the building from which we came. 
and just like swinging his sword at any auntie that are coming after us. So Mako grabs Elnora and we start running into the jungle and it's time to now run for days. And that's where I'm going to finish this time. Isn't that so sad? It's really sad. We, we couldn't save him, but he died saving us. I don't, I don't think I like this anymore. I'm sad. I had to like close my eyes because I was so overstimulated. And I had like sensory... There was so much going on. This session was so intense to play. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh we rescued Eleonora, at least. That's just it's just crazy that all that happened and I just know that so much more. So much more. Because that was that... maybe two two or three sessions worth, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Didn't you miss it? Aren't you so excited to be back? I, I've been waiting. You asked for this trauma. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're running through the jungle, heading towards tall trees, I guess. Back to the secrets. <laughs> yep. This causes so much anxiety <laughs> for really no reason. Yeah. Well, you know that we're all still playing. A year later, so. Oh, I know. It's just too bad. This is why I don't read fantasy. I can't handle it. Yeah, fantasy is intense. I think this is basically the end of the auntie now, though. Oh, good. They're gross. Just a a little bit like the occasional fight through the jungle from here on, but nothing, no significant meetings with them. They were yucky. Yeah, they were super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What did you get from that recap? Well, a lot of stress. I think my blood pressure is probably my heart rate right now is over a (laughs) hundred. Oh no. (laughs) Sorry. Um, and I'm sitting down not doing anything. So (laughs) that's either an intense story. (laughs) Yeah, that's just it's just proof that either I'm really out of shape. (laughs) <laughs> or I just like, cannot handle my well your resting heart rate if I you're guess. not very healthy is yeah. typically higher which I will we definitely know. admit we'll to but yeah. I also think that I really have a like a a very emotional response <laughs> that was a lot <laughs> it was I, I did as much I felt like ending halfway through that though would have been worse yes i'm glad you guys rallied because i feel like not to bring out the other campaign again but i get (laughs) most frustrated with this campaign because i'm so confused because i mean it's like in your defense you're much newer like i have i know the characters way better and yeah we haven't Yeah, and so the secrets and the way that the characters are is not as obvious, or you guys don't like it's just not as smooth yet. And I don't think in the other campaign, like as many hints and whispers from multiple players' backstories are coming into play. Like it's more one player at a time. Yeah, 
this campaign, we've got like Sumi's fire teacher. We're helping Selbane and Elnora. We've got something weird going on with Viper. We've got Nathaniel sucking souls. Like, and some of those aren't necessarily the PM plot points, but they're just like character plot points that we're really latching onto. It's just a lot. But yeah, there's a lot of different things all happening at once where we've got almost more. I don't want to say more choices to make, but like there's so many different directions that any one thing could go in. It feels like a lot more high stakes. Well, yeah, we were like, because you can't just make like one bad choice and be like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's like lives at stake. Well, yeah, like you make one bad choice here and you don't even know the repercussions because you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. With everyone. Yeah. And okay. also, we don't even know if Cassandra's a good guy anymore. Because earlier in sessions, we found out that Elnora wasn't actually a druggie. She was helping the druggies and, like, bringing them food and stuff and just was in the wrong place, wrong time. So Cassandra basically wanted us to save her t- to use as blackmail because she's like, haha, their daughter's a druggie kind of thing. But she's not. And so now she's like, wait, you're blackmailing people. Are you a good person or are you a bad person? Should we be helping you? So it's very complicated. It's like... There's politics. Would the term... Well, no. I don't know. It's like you don't really know where you stand yet. Oh, we're constantly like... I think at least once a game we're like, guys... Are we the bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> like constantly. Which is now. fine. Are but you just have guys? to know. We don't know. I'm sorry. A year later, we still don't know if okay. we're the bad guys. Well, I feel like at least if I know that, then I know yeah. not to get my hopes up. We are very morally gray characters. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. This is really like... A... Yeah. Well, at least that means you'll have some good theme music um (laughs) i think i have i like i followed some morally gray spotify playlists because they're really that's fun they're good it's like it's like is this a a, a morally hmm. gray character honestly Hmm. they're so much more interesting than good or bad characters i agree but i also think that in a lot of but like any what what do you what do you call it books movies tv shows yeah what is that grouping entertainment i feel like everyone's settled in this morally gray ground that's true and it's like can we just have like yeah uh, they're not morally gray unless there's good or bad to compare them against yeah yeah it's it's, it's, like i'm not saying with this this is fun but in a lot of entertainment you're like i don't even care i don't know who how do i care about these if it's just like this (laughs) and i think that's why mark rdm gives us these predicaments because he's pushing us to decide are you the good guys are you the bad guys? Like, you have to make a choice. So, and so he's doing this on purpose. But that also means it's on you guys yeah. that you haven't figured it out yet. And we're all just flopping around our chairs going, okay, let's so roll the dice. My feelings are justified. Choices. <laughs> yeah. 
I I'm justified in this like what the heck you and Mark have a great talk about us I'm sure he feels very similarly to you about us being chaos gremlins I think at the end of every single thing I'm I I think I say this every time you guys are ridiculous you're ridiculous (laughs) what we say (laughs) but like halfway there ridiculous in the the best way and it's so fun and really like (laughs) my heart rate is now well at 92 but settling the adrenaline I wish I would have looked at it while I had my eyes closed and was rocking back and forth (laughs) anyway yeah I saw you at one point with your eyes closed while I was describing coming up to surf inside (laughs) I was like, "There's so I'm so overstimulated. I can't. I need so fast too. Yeah. Oh, I just need yeah. to deep breathe." Okay, well, that was really exciting. I definitely missed all the characters. They're very funny. I I wish there was more answers, but I know I will never get that here. I'm sure once we fully are getting pushier. There's we're getting some growth. Okay, but. But once you recap, and if I were to look back, I'll probably be like, no, I still have just as many questions. Maybe I got some answers, but I'll just, I'll still have just as many questions, which it keeps things exciting. So that's not bad, but it's still frustrating at (laughs) times. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, the standout parts for me, I really, there's gaps in my notes because I was distracted. Yeah, but um, the most like yeah, the standout parts was all the secrets and the mysteries. <laughs> where I was just I didn't even write the specifics. I was yeah. just like, there's the too many talk. secrets. Yeah. Well, you guys need to figure it out. Um, the turtle hut situation. I honestly, for me, I I, I I know like hopefully you guys figure that out. It gets yeah. rectified. Whatever. I could have done without. You could have not brought that up. And just been like, oh, I yeah, right, I forgot to tell you. Because <laughs> that was, like, a lot. So creepy all the time. And the fact that she, like, just showed up, like, a week into the jungle. Yeah. As soon as he started describing the tortoise shell, we're all like, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we could have done without that, but it's yeah. fine. Um, I didn't like any of when you got to the yanti play play knock a lamp over cat's uh, getting excitable here oh that's a cord pay attention to me (laughs) um i didn't like any like it like mm, uh, uh, all the all (laughs) the all gosh so much (laughs) All the little tidbits about the info grabbing, Shepard being so helpful, the yeah. maps, all that fun, la di da. Yeah. But as soon, truly, as soon as <laughs> my lat is like snake info, getting prepared, uh, I just wrote high stakes, yeah. and then it just was like one word: lucky battle, leg <laughs> missing, fog. <laughs> That's it. It just, it devolved. It couldn't couldn't cope. When he said that his leg was missing, I feel like there was just like this silence that descended. Like, but how do we bring him home? 
<laughs> what am I supposed to do? Because <laughs> like we're having to run for days. We can't run for days carrying somebody. Yeah. <sighs> put put a leaf on the bottom of his uh, foot and just hopefully he slides. Slide. We can make him a sled. Yeah. Gosh. Well, <laughs> that was. I would have been like, where is it? <laughs> Yeah, where's the leg? Let's go. Oh, we did. We asked, and Mark goes, "Well, you guys took a while to catch up. They got hungry and decided to grab some slaves. Like he rolled some dice to see who it would be, and it happened to fall into Salvain. So they ate his leg. You can put your salt preserved leg on him. (laughs) That's like the thigh of a raptor. (laughs) Also." We've probably eaten that by now. That was like five days ago. <laughs> okay, fine. Not a good solution. We can um, preserve his stumping salt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I liked that, but I also didn't. Yeah. But it was fun. Cool. Well, there we go. Excited. Pardon? Dice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got new dice since we last played. New dice. Two new dice since we last played. What do they look like? So I've got a bajillion dice now. The new ones are this one that is green and black mix. Mm -hmm. Just kind of cool one. And this one, which has... Put those down. Which I've been playing with the whole time. It's a liquid core, so the inside is sparkly and like shimmers and moves like it's. I shiny. like it. Isn't it cool? My sister got these for me. Let's do that one. Can you see it moving? Yeah, inside? it's so pretty. It's it looks so like cool. it looks like um, quartz. Yeah, it's kind of like pinky purpley inside, and then it's got copper flakes in the mm-hmm. resin. Okay, I will roll it. It might be a little bit loud because it's a hard table. That is a six. Yeah. I feel like we left on a, a six note, though. We're fleeing after our friend. Well, not really our friend, but the person we tried to rescue ended up sacrificing himself for us as we that's, run off into the jungle being chased. That's, that's punishment that's for taking so long to get back to it. Wow. <laughs> Dice karma. Actually, I played D campaign one yesterday and my dice were wretched they're so pissed at me so yeah we we need to record more frequently so that they can feel the love i am not superstitious but i am a little stitious well i'm here okay let's do it <laughs> thanks for tuning in everybody uh, Thank we, you. We hope you'll join us again when we find out what happens in Tall Trees and what what's up with that and Viper's connections there because he's uh, bullshitting his way through life right now and uh, we want answers. Smart so. me all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.